Hi there, it's Nikki. I wanted to take a quick minute to make sure you knew about our free on-demand copywriting training. Whether you're brand new to copywriting or you just can't seem to hit your income goals, this training is for you. You'll learn the three secrets to landing freelance copywriting work without wasting time on frustrating job bidding sites like Upwork and Fiverr or cold calling strangers. And if you've listened to any of the student stories on this podcast, this is the exact same training they all got started with. I'm talking about Kate Kay, who's making six figures working part-time and who just retired her husband to help her run the business. Stuart, who replaced his full-time salary with freelance copywriting work, and then some. Stacy, who hit six figures in six months, her very first year as a full-time freelancer. Ashley, who landed the in-house copywriting job of her dreams. They all started with this free training, and you can get started with that same training too. Sign up right now at freecopywritingtraining.com. Are you ready to learn the keys to copywriting success? My name is Nikki Krawczyk, and I've been a copywriter for more than 20 years, writing for multi-billion dollar companies down to solopreneurs and every size business in between. My co-host Kate Sitars and I, along with the rest of the Filthy Rich Writer team, are sharing everything we've learned in our decades in the industry so that you can start and scale a successful copywriting business of your own. To us, being filthy rich means having a job you love, being good at what you do, and making great money doing it. Let's dig in. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Build Your Copywriting Business podcast. Hey there, Kate. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Okay, today we're going to talk about word choice, um, but actually not... <laughs> surprise. <laughs> <laughs> surprise. Whoa, copy. Um, well, the surprise is that we're actually not talking about word choice in the copy that you are writing. We are talking about word choice in how you are speaking and how you are most often describing things to yourself. There are really kind of two things that that uh, made me want to talk about this, made us want to talk about this. Um, number one, I've been attending some events where people have been talking about this a lot, but also because it's something that we see, I would say pretty much every day. Every day. In, especially in, uh, in the CCA student group. Um, and as we're recording this, we just came off of, well, almost just came off of Pitchapalooza, one of our uh, annual free to students, uh, student events, student only events. And uh, when it comes to describing pitching, and often when it comes to describing something that... It's new or outside your comfort it is zone. It's new. Um, often we'll hear people say, well, it's hard. Oh, pitching, pitching is hard. Oh, it's just, it's hard for me to do this. It's, well, I know, you know, I, I, I need to, I need to put together my, my new website or I need to update my website, but it's hard. Or yeah, I know I need to get on the phone with this client, but it's hard. Um, and or so, scary. Or scary. Uh, and what we would love to have you guys play with is the concept of things only being as hard or as scary as you make them. Um, I would say that, I think I've used this example before on the podcast, perhaps, that, that building the transcontinental railroad, that's hard. Uh, lifting a car 
off of another human being, or I guess just lifting a car in general, mm-hmm. is hard. Um, being attacked by an alligator is scary. Uh, being attacked by an even bigger alligator. <laughs> Being attacked in general is scary. Being attacked in general is scary. Uh, Hanging off the side of a mountain is scary. Yeah, without ropes. Without ropes, yes. Um, And I, you know, you guys are like, okay, I get it, I get it, I get it. What I would posit, though, is that pitching, which fundamentally is sending an email, is not hard or scary. It is, it's uncomfortable, right? It's something that we don't necessarily feel like doing. It takes us outside of our comfort zones. And we're doing ourselves a real disservice by describing things in terms that are not are not truly accurate. Is sending an email hard? in the way that lifting a car is hard? No. Is sending an email scary in the way that hanging- Alligators, giant alligators. Giant alligators <laughs> that are uh, chasing after you is scary? No. And when we say that, we go, all right, well, yeah, that's 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 pretty absurd. So the first thing that we would suggest is to start being really careful with how you describe things to yourself. Because when you start saying to yourself, this is hard, this is hard, this is hard, guess what happens? You believe yourself. And when you believe that something is hard, then your body kicks up even more resistance. Your body and your mind kick up even more resistance. When you say this is hard, then you start to believe, all right, something that is hard is almost impossible. So how are you supposed to do something that's almost impossible? And when you describe something as scary, it it shuts you down. So how are you supposed to do work if your body and your mind are shut down? I think when you start to get into the impossible territory, it's where these words start to turn into the I can'ts. I can't do this. I don't, I'm not cut out for a copywriter. I can't be a copywriter. How will I ever do this? How am I ever going to, this is so hard. This is, this is, you know, it's the can'ts and won'ts and the the certainty almost that comes with those words because I can't is very certain. I cannot do this. Mm-hmm. It cannot in, nope. be done by me. Mm-hmm. It's physically or not yet physically impossible to, to accomplish this. It can't, cannot be done versus, okay, I'm feeling that this is uncomfortable. I'm feeling that this is a little bit hard in the sense that I have not yet done it. So it's something unknown. I have not done it. So it feels hard, but it's not actually hard. Mm -hmm. This is something that is possible. People do it, which again, should make you feel real good that there's plenty of opportunity and other, if someone else can do it, I promise you, that means you can do it. Um, so it's okay right now, what do I need to do to take that first baby, baby step towards accomplishing this thing that's new and different and feels 
a bit foreign maybe feels a little fuzzy and unclear because you haven't it's uncharted territory it's like I don't know back in the day when you used to use google maps and the internet was a lot slower and it would be very gray and you'd start with like that little piece of the map and then slowly it would start to expand and load and the rest of it loads it's kind of like you charting that new territory you haven't been there yet so it's a little gray it's a little fuzzy you don't have that clarity yet of oh okay this is just like where I here's here's some trees now and here's some water and okay now I see what's going on over here so you have to you have to do that to then feel a certain comfort level with something that you haven't done before Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. exactly exactly which is why it's so important to to not start out by limiting yourself by labeling things as hard or scary or and if, quite frankly I would strike the word I can't from your vocabulary it is very if we're going to get literal it is very rare that you literally can't do something well I can't do that tonight I have the kids oh, well I mean you could you could if you got a babysitter you could if you brought the kids along you could if the you choose not to, you've prioritized something else. Well, I can't, it's, it, I, like, I can't do that. I can't, mm, it's, it's more likely that it's possible, but you've made the choice not to do that. So I would strongly advise you to get rid of can't completely and be more precise with, with these words. Oh, pitching is hard. It's hard. Hmm. Again, it's it's sending an email. So how could you better describe it? Ooh, pitching, pitching, mm, it, it makes me feel uncomfortable or I'm finding it challenging or even anything like that is just a little bit better, a little bit more open to the possibility of you being able to do this. Because, you know, something that our, our students know that we talk about all the time is that that Everything that we want, all of the good stuff in life is just outside of our comfort zone. There is, there is nothing that is, that is truly worthwhile, nothing that will truly make us feel fulfilled, nothing that will make us look back on our lives and go, yes, I'm so glad I did that, that is inside of our comfort zone. Inside of our comfort zone is Cheetos on the sofa watching Netflix. And don't get me wrong, I do love some Cheetos on the sofa eating Netflix. Actually, that's not true. I almost never let myself eat Cheetos, but man, that's what I would spend my time doing if it were just in the comfort zone. Cheetos on the sofa eating Netflix. But what we really want, what we really want, that that fulfilling career, that um, that fulfilling marriage, that or or relationship, that fulfilling friend group, that fulfilling hobby, all of that, all of that stuff is just outside of our comfort zone. Which means that we need to get comfortable with the idea of getting uncomfortable. So when we're talking about when we say when we say this is hard. Okay, well, we've we've already we've already decided together, I hope as a group that very few things are truly truly hard, especially quite frankly when it comes to building your copywriting career. You're not going to come across anything that is truly hard. 
or truly objectively scary. You might find things that you are tempted to label as hard or tempted to label as scary, but I guarantee you there is nothing about building a copywriting career that is hard or scary. But there are things that will take you outside of your comfort zone, sometimes in little ways, just dipping your toe, and sometimes in, in bigger ways. Yeah, I think when we label things as hard and scary, it's because we take the whole big thing that needs to happen. So for example, building an entire copywriting career, well, that's not, yeah, that seems, it seems like that would be hard because you're building an entire career, but you're looking at it as that's being like one task of, okay, one day I'm not a copywriter and the next day I'm building a copywriting career versus saying, okay, step one, I need to get training. I need to know how to, how to, how to write good copy. I need to know the fundamentals of copy. I need to understand features versus benefits. I need to understand calls to action. And so within that, even within that step one of getting training is a lot of micro steps within that. And each one of those is not hard. It's not hard, but I think we take it as the full thing as one task. And when we look at it like that versus breaking it down, then yeah, it seems like this big, daunting, impossible thing. So I think what I would say is anytime, any, whether it's copywriting or something else, anytime something looks big, daunting, impossible, okay, I haven't broken that down into the steps that I need to take to accomplish whatever this big, daunting thing is. And it becomes suddenly less big and less daunting. It becomes these tiny, tiny, very, very, very achievable steps that are not hard. They might be take time. They might be time consuming steps or, but even in that sense, okay, then break it up further. What can I do in 20 minutes? What can I do in a half an hour? Chipping away is a lot easier than trying to say, okay, I'm going to take on this whole big thing in the next hour and accomplish it. That's just, it's not realistic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and even for even for some of those the smaller elements, like we said, we just finished up Pitchapalooza, where we get our get our, our students uh, exciting and revved up and starting the the pitching process. Um, it can be tempting for some people to say, oh, sending that first pitch. Oh, it's so hard. It's so hard to send the first pitch. But again, we're going to dial back. We're going to look for accuracy and we're going to say, okay, well, first of all, why do we send these pitches? We send these pitches because that's the only way to truly be in control of your career. You're never beholden waiting for people to post jobs or waiting for people to refer you. If, if, your career is in somebody else's hands, you're in big trouble. So our students learn to pitch and they learn a very different kind of pitching. They learn value-based pitching, um, which is received in a totally different way by potential clients, but it does involve sending that email, which again, not hard to send an email, but uncomfortable. So what does uncomfortable mean? And this is truly a question I would ask all of all of you to ask when you ask yourselves when you're thinking about like, oh, I'm doing something that that feels uncomfortable. Okay, what does it physically feel like in your body? You know, well, okay, it, it, it may, my stomach, ooh, my stomach gets kind of a little bit knots. It feel okay, all right, stomach's a little bit of knots when we feel uncomfortable. Um, well, I get, oh, I got a little bit, a little extra sweaty. It's you know a little damp under clammy the armpits, hands. clammy hands, maybe. Okay, so stomach, little bit of knots, little sweaty, maybe a little bit of clammy hands. Okay, so the question is, when it comes to sending that pitch. 
is it worth not sending that pitch, not building your copywriting career to avoid clammy hands? No, right? Just to avoid clammy hands and your stomach being in a little bit of a knot? No, and the the thing is too, is that as soon as you send that pitch, that uncomfortable feeling that starts to abate. You're not going to stay, you're going to stay with a knot in your stomach for hours. No, once you send that pitch, you're going to move on to the next thing. So you, yeah, you'll be uncomfortable, but you'll be uncomfortable for only a short period of time. And you know how you can end that discomfort sooner? By sending that pitch sooner, by not sitting for an hour and going, oh, I need to send it, I need to send it, I need to send it. Hit that button and press send and end your own discomfort. Be good mm-hmm. to yourself and end that discomfort. And that's really all that it's all that it's about. Yeah, and it goes for everything, not just pitching. I think that's the perfect example, but it goes for anything that you're doing. And then just remember, remember how you feel after you've done anything that has felt challenging or difficult. You feel pretty good, right? You feel relief, you feel lighter. You feel like there's not a weight on you anymore. You feel excited at the potential and the possibility of, you know, to use pitching as an example, students know the first one that they hear yes back on. It's like, oh my gosh, this is so exciting. Like this works. Yes. So remember channel those emotions and feelings and, you know, where you are right now. Okay. But where, where do I want to be? How do I want to feel? How have I felt in similar situations like this where I've overcome something difficult? Okay, I'm gonna keep keep my eyes and and think on that and think about that. Let me accomplish what I need to accomplish so I can get those feelings again. You have the power to recreate like being happy and being feeling fulfilled, feeling excited doesn't just happen. I, I think we think it just it just happens out of nowhere. Sometimes I'm happy, sometimes I'm sad, and it just happens. Versus we we have control over that. We can choose, okay. To get this, I know I have to do this, but I want that. I want to feel excited, fulfilled, all of those good, positive things. So I'm going to do the thing so that I can feel that again. So I can have that great feeling of accomplishing something that was feeling daunting, feeling hard, but wasn't actually hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And our students have heard us say this before, and actually you guys probably have as well, but uh, you don't, you don't get the confidence before you take the action. You don't get the confidence before you leave your comfort zone. You get the confidence by leaving your comfort zone, comfort zone. You don't, you don't get, you don't overcome the self-doubt before you dip your toes out of your comfort zone. You get the, you overcome the self-doubt by dipping your toes outside of your comfort zone. That's how you make those feelings go away. The, oh, I just don't know if I'm good enough. I don't, they're not going to go away on their own. And if you wait for them to go away on their own, you're going to be waiting indefinitely. The only way to make that self-doubt or make a lack of confidence go away is by taking that action that's triggering them. Because on the other side, you're going to go, oh, I can't do that. Oh, you know what? Hmm. 
I am someone who can take these kinds of actions. That's how you build confidence. That's how you overcome self-doubt. And I, I know that it, I'm sure that to some people, although maybe less so because you guys are all writers, but I'm, I'm sure that to some people saying you need to be specific about the way things you describe things to yourself, I'm sure it can sound a little bit like, I don't know, like nitpicking, like what does it matter? But it truly does because you you will make something hard by describing it to yourself as hard, you your brain will believe you. If you say, oh, this is hard, your brain will react in all the ways that it would to something that is truly hard. It will make it difficult for you. Things are only hard if you make them hard, unless they're truly hard, thing, hard, th- hard things like lifting a car. And things are only scary if you make them scary, unless, again, you're being chased by an alligator or a crocodile or whichever of them runs faster. It's, it is so important, I think especially as being very verbal people, that you are very careful with the words that you choose and very careful with the questions that you ask yourself, not using words like hard or scary when they're not true and never. I would really encourage you to take the word I can't out of your vocabulary. And then also, too, asking the kinds of questions that are going to move you forward instead of keep you stuck. Why can't I get this done? Okay, well, that's going to keep you stuck because what are you doing? You're asking your brain why it's impossible for you to do this right now. And your brain's only going to offer up answers that, that only going to offer things that answer that, right? Why can't I do this right now? Well, because you're lazy. I'm not good enough. Uh, you're not mm-hmm. good enough. Exactly. That's how your brain's going to answer because that's the only thing you're giving it to answer. Gi- that's the only question you're giving it to answer. Whereas instead of why can't I get this done, if you ask empowering questions like, how can I get this done? Then your brain's going to answer that question and it's going to start what getting creative. What steps do I need to take to get this done? What What's the first step even? Not even the steps. What's the first thing I need to do to get this done? Mm-hmm. Exactly. How can I get myself to do this? How can I make this happen? What would move me ahead? What would make this more fun? You know, if you're sitting in your office, do you need a a candle Mm -hmm. to, you know, do you need a glass of coffee? Do you need Mm -hmm. a fancy coffee that you go out and to kickstart whatever the the thing is to motivate you? It can be fun. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. When you are just as careful with the words that you are using as, as you talk to yourself and as you describe things in your words, in your world, as you are with the words that you use for your clients, it sounds, it sounds so silly, but I can tell you that it's completely true. It will change the way that you operate, which will in fact change your experience in the world. You are in control of your thoughts and your words, which I think, sadly, there is a large percentage of humans that don't even realize that that you are in control of your thoughts and words and you can change your thoughts and your words. If you have a thought, it doesn't mean it's a foregone conclusion. You can change that thought just because it's coming out of your brain. And our students know this because we talk about this a lot in, in our Bust Through Your Fears and Blocks course. But just because you have a thought doesn't mean that it's true. So if it's not true, then change that thought. Change the things that you're thinking. Change the questions that you're asking and change the words that you're using. And I guarantee your experience in the world will change and will change for the better if you change them in the right way, in a positive, proactive way. 
Yeah. And if it helps to think about too, when you're thinking of your business specifically, we always talk about, you know, you are both for freelancers, the CEO of your business and the employee. So if you start feeling these things, put on the CEO hat, how would you talk to your employee? What would you tell the employee to do? You'd obviously tell them to show up and, you know, (laughs) (laughs) that's step one. I mean, I feel like too often with some of these thoughts, we feel like quitting. We feel like not showing up. So, okay, you need to show up and then, hey, okay, what do we need to do to do our job, to to be the best employee that we can be. What do you, what do you support do you need to, to do those things? And as the CEO, maybe you do need support. Maybe there is, you know, CCA students, you have the, the Facebook group to reach out and say, hey, you know, here's, here's where I'm at. What, what advice do you have? Reach out for that support. Well, and, and you know what, if, if you bring up that CEO hat and the CEO is having a rough time and he's just going, I don't care, just do it. You know what? then bring up the HR manager hat and ha- mm. how's the HR manager going to interact with you or if talk to yourself talk to yourself the way that your best friend would talk to you not the friend that's always like um whatever just don't do it let's just go out for a drink the friend that would go no i know you i know how much you care about this i know how much it matters to you to do this i believe in you you can do this why don't you try just doing a little bit at first and ease into it, but I know that you can get this done. The The way that you talk to yourself matters and you might have to experiment. And the way that you talk to yourself might have to change on a daily basis. There are days when I need to put on that CEO hat for myself and say, all right, I know you don't want to do this, but this has to get done. So you have until noon today. Okay, fine. And there are other days when I have to put on the HR, the best friend hat and go, you know what? You need to take it down a notch there, kid. I think you might be burning yourself out. This whole vacations are only for winners is not a very healthy way to think about things. Let's figure out how to take a little bit better care of yourself. You, oh, so you are a winner. Thank you. Thank you. I, and I, I do, but you know, when it's, it's there, that was very tricky. Yeah. Of beating myself up and denying myself vacation. We're, oh, but my point is that we're all working on we're this stuff, there. right? Yeah. We're yeah. all working on this so it's stuff. Like, we don't get out of this. This, yes. isn't, this is an ongoing, save this episode because it's yeah. going to come up again and again and again. But the difference is, is you can get better and faster. Yeah. And I really did not intend to go into this on this episode at all. Um, but the, you can get better and faster at identifying when those thoughts come up. I truly did have the thought of vacations are for winners. And to Kate's point, objectively, I am a winner. Not You're to winner. toot my own horn, but I'm kind of a winner. I'm doing pretty well in life um, in many areas. Uh, but it, that th- the thought came into my head unbidden mm-hmm. and I went, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's dial this back a little bit. Where is this coming from? What do I need to work on? What do it, it's, it doesn't, it doesn't ever stop, but we can get much better and much more effective at dealing with it. And, uh, we can get, we can, we can speed up the time between having these thoughts yeah. and being able to laugh at how, at how ineffective and, and 
nutso our brains can be sometimes. We waste a lot less time once once you get going at this and know how to, you know, think of how much time you've spent dwelling on some of these things and how long you've let them keep you stuck. And it's the difference of, okay, I spent a week or whatever it is, days, hours, ruminating on something when I could have been making progress towards whatever it was that I just needed to do or have to do or want to do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that idea of, and I know we said this on another episode, but like we, how cool we get to do this as a living. We get to choose our clients. We get to choose when we work. We get to be all of this versus, you know, I have to, I have a project I have to do and like, I'm dreading it. Well, no, how cool I get to Mm -hmm. do this. So again, we get to write for a living. Can you imagine little you who dreamed of being a writer? Can you imagine being able to go back to little you and be like, hey, guess what? Guess what we're doing? What do you do? I'm a writer. We write for a living. That's what we do. It is so cool. But that, but there's also a reason why not everyone achieves their dreams. A lot of people let things get in their way. And, and this is part of overcoming those things that get in your way. Because let's face it, most of the stuff that gets in our way is, is going to come from inside. It's going to be an inside job. And this is how we get started with overcoming that. So your assignment, should you choose to accept it, and I really, really hope for your sake that you do, is to start examining the things that you're saying and the things that you're thinking, the way that you're describing things, and making an effort to be more accurate. Is something hard? Probably not. Does it maybe feel uncomfortable? Yeah. Same thing with scary. Is it literally true that you can't do something? Very unlikely, unless we're talking about flapping your wings and flying. Otherwise, it's possible you just choose not to. And same thing with all of the thoughts that come into your head. Take some time and really examine the things that you're saying, the things that you're typing. Even in you know in our student Facebook group, before you put something in, you know, before you would go, oh, take a moment and go, okay, what's what am I really experiencing right now? And certainly the things that you're you're thinking as well. It's all so incredibly important. But what should make you feel really good is that you have all of the power to change that. It is 100% in your hands. If you want to speak better, write better, think better, or I should say maybe speak more, speak in a more empowered way, think in a more empowered way, write in a more empowered way, you absolutely can do that. It is completely within your own power. You just have to make the choice to do it. So lots of big concepts in this episode. I certainly understand this might be one of the ones that you want to save and come back to, um, though we would never make that choice for you because again, you get to decide. And so with that, we will catch you guys in the next episode. Bye everybody. Like what you heard? Subscribe to the Build Your Copywriting Business podcast so you never miss any copywriting tips, tools, or tactics. And if you think copywriting might be right for you, check out our free on-demand video training at freecopywritingtraining.com. We'll catch you in the next episode.